Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cape Lead Podcast. This is Chachi with a little bit of a lesson learned that I had this week, and and uh, I, I'm going to talk about something that that happened at work. And this is no way against this guy. As a matter of fact, I have the utmost respect for this guy, and the fact that he came to me with this question is is just indicative of the type of individual that I get to work with on a daily basis. It's it's absolutely humbling and awe inspiring. And what I wanted to talk about today is sacrifice. And today is Veterans Day. It's November 11th, 2018. And uh, I'm sitting here finishing up some of my schoolwork. Uh, sadly, I'm not with my family this weekend. But I uh, had a lot of moments of quiet reflection as I went out for my nine-mile walk this morning. And just thought about different things. And my, my interaction with this guy kind of came up today. And I wanted to talk about sacrifice. And I'll start out by saying that I, I will tell you, sacrifice is not unique to the United States military. It's not unique to the Air Force. It's not uh, unique to a- in any military. There are sacrifices being made every day on every level for all kinds of amazing and ridiculous reasons. What I want to talk about, though, is that you really need to seize advantage. And every leader that I've spoken to, and General Cox in our interview a few weeks back, had, had mentioned it too, is that you know, service is sacrifice. And it's, it's probably easier to explain sacrifice in a military context because, as everyone's uh, often fond of saying, is that a, a service member wrote a blank check, or wrote a check to the United States of America for any amount up to and including their own life. And that, that, is, that is a great sacrifice. And that they're willing to go and do a great many things on behalf of Lady Liberty. And so, so it's probably easier to understand on that, in that extreme context is that every person that I get to work with in the military on a daily basis, on some level, said I am willing to die doing what I believe in and serving our country. And that, that, that really is amazing. And the question that I'd asked General Cox, and, and you know, he came back quick as could be with, you know, we, we as leaders and people in the military, we understand that, that sacrifice. And we understand that, that service is sacrifice and that for a lot of things, we're going to have to put the country first. And you know, I'll be one of those guys to tell you that you know, I spent a year away from the family. I'm spending this whole year away until I retire because that, that's what we decided to do. And, and it's, and it's a weird thing because I, it's hard. I can't complain about any of the sacrifice or any of the time away that I've missed because these have been my logical and rational choices, except for my first enlistment. And I give people who work for me, if you're a first, first time enlistee, or if you're in your first few years, you get a lot of leeway with me because you had no idea what to expect. Even if you came from a military family, when you signed on the dotted line, said, I am willing to fight for our country and put my life on the line and sacrifice a whole lot, you had no clue what you were talking about. Even Again, even if you come from a military family, even if your, your parents were, were, were military, you had no effing clue what you were talking about because until you wear that uniform, you don't know what it's like. You, you don't know what it's like to be gone for months at a time. You don't know what it's like to, to deploy. You don't know uh, – just, just the simple things. You don't know what it's like more than likely to, to go to a dining facility every day, three meals a day for six to nine or 12 straight months. That in and of itself is a huge sacrifice. Let's say your favorite restaurant is Buffalo Wild Wings, and I happen to love Buffalo Wild Wings and and, and or Chipotle, right? Let's say, well, Buffalo Wild Wings probably has a little bit more of a varied uh, menu, but you can't go to Buffalo Wild Wings for every meal, three meals a day, 
for 180 or 270 or 365 straight days and not become mind-numbingly bored with it. It, it just becomes torture. And that's, that, that's what a lot of – just the, the, the simple sacrifices that a lot of military men and women make, it, it, it ends up being that. Just, just something as, as simple and innocuous as, as just going to a dining facility to get food, it just becomes a chore. And it becomes just one of those, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't do that again. And one of the most amazing experiences I had to my last deployment to Southwest Asia was every Friday night, me and the other E9s would get together and we would make pizzas. I bought a wood-fired pizza oven and we'd make pizzas every Friday night. And that led into Saturday. And, and Saturday was, was by and large our, our, our day off. And we, we just called it Saturday. And we'd sit around and we'd watch movies and we'd eat garbage. Or we'd go kind of tour if, if there was something going on, just just something different, something to dis- disassociate, something to make it just outside the norm of, of whatever that, that norm is. Because every day was, was part of that continuous sacrifice. And I say all this stuff now, not that every day was miserable. I'm not saying that because, again, it is a product of my choices. I'm not upset that I had to go away for a year. I'm not upset about that was the, that was the third year of my career. I spent uh, a year in Korea in 2002, another year in Korea in 2010, then that year in Southwest Asia, and then I've spent you know a handful of six to seven month long deployments to do all those things, and I'm I'm not upset by those because those those are products of my choices. Yes, it is a sacrifice, but how could I be upset about it? Because when it was a known consequence of my chosen profession, and I bring it all up today because. One of the guys here in, in, in one of my most important shops inside the squadron, this is the squadron that is in charge of all the tactical excellence and awesomeness that goes on inside our job of training and getting guys ready to deploy all over the world to call in airstrikes. And this, this one office is kind of central to that, that very thing. They, they set the tone. They manage the programs. They, they do all those things. It is, where, it is where my heavy hitters, it's where the pipe hitters go. I mean, if, if you are worth anything inside a squadron, it is, it is, it is inside my, my world. It is the, the flight that, that you want to grow into. If you're a young guy, you should hope to eventually work in there and be one of those guys because you end up being the epitome of tactical and operational excellence. And in recent months, we had one of our heavy hitters, he moved away, he moved to El Paso, Texas. And then just a couple of weeks ago, found out that another one of the heavy hitters inside that shop, he got orders to El Paso, Texas as well. And so one of the other guys comes into my office and he says, hey, hey chief, I, I kind of wanted to talk to you about this because he was going to put in for orders for an assignment. And he had a lot of great personal and professional reasons to go about doing this and, and bless his heart. He sat there. He's like, you know, I, I want to talk to you. He goes, I, I just know this isn't the right time for, for the unit. I know that we lost person A, we lost person B, and now, you know, if, if, if I go to, to do all those things. And, and I, I, my, my initial reaction was just, you know, I wanted to give that guy a hug because that's, that's what's great about the military. He was willing to put himself on hold or perhaps his career on hold or even perhaps his family life on hold because he knew how this may have a negative repercussion for, for the unit losing yet again, another heavy hitter. And I, I I told him, I said, I said, number one, I really, really appreciate the question. Number two, I don't know how we would deal with your loss. I'm sure we're going to find somebody and hopefully we are developing that next man up culture to where maybe we haven't identified that person yet 
for uh, tactical and operational awesomeness, and this is just an opportunity for that person to to grow into the role. But what I'll, what I'll tell you was uh, my, my advice to him was, I was like, if you want to do this, go ahead and do it because Uncle Sam is going to get theirs. So along the way, you need to do what's best for you too. You need to find those pockets of opportunity that you can decide for yourself. And if this is one of those things that, that is available to you, that is out there, that you have a decent shot at getting this job, or you know, you, you know that, that this would be something great for you personally, professionally, however, then by all means, take that opportunity. And again, it was, it was, it was an, an amazing question. And I don't, I, I think that that's, that's the kind of culture that the, the military breeds. And I'm so happy that I get to get to work around selfless people whose initial thought of, Hey, I could get this opportunity. It's good for me. It's good for my family. But he walked into my office because, you know, he wasn't sure if it was the right thing for the unit. And th- that type of selfless dedication is just amazing. And quite honestly, it, it's humbling and awe-inspiring. I don't know when I retire if I'll get to be around that type of individual you know, who will make those type of choices and decisions, who care so much for the organization that they're willing to put themselves in a little bit of a timeout just to make sure the unit finds success. But, but the advice I gave him, and th- th- this isn't a negative, this isn't a, a pessimistic thing, because again, these are all conscious choices that we make when we sign up to serve. You know, that's it's it's what my boss we got it from the show Mad Men. You know, it's it's what the paycheck's for, and and I, I'm not saying that just because we're paying you is justification for all the sacrifices that that you are going to make, because at some point the sacrifices may become too much. I know it did for me. I could serve another five or six years past this point, and I'm opting not to because the cost became too great, and I, I want to spend these childhood years with, with my boys. I don't want to miss any more of this time because it is fleeting, and I understand that now. And and perhaps I, you know, the I, I was telling you know with, with my oldest, well, it's it's the cost of doing business. He'll understand. He does thing, you know, the family understands that this is what I do. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's not what I do. I don't have to do that. I could do something else. It was a choice. And all these things that I did, I did. And a lot of it turns out was a, a product of my own ego. And I wanted to do these different jobs and I wanted to grow and expand. And yes, it was going to help me perhaps in my secondary career of teaching leadership, either building my network or being in, uh, invited to bigger and better and greater conversations, which I, I really, really loved. But at, at the end of the day, if I asked myself if it was the best thing for my family, that, that answer more than likely would have been no. And so I just ask that for all of you out there, for all you veterans who are, who are listening to me today, number one, th- thank you for your service. And uh, ne- never forget the sacrifices you've made and those that, that have come before you. And, and please shape an environment for those that are going to come after you to go into a great military that they can be proud of, that they can be safe in, and that will continue to make us the best nation on the world or in the world. But your sacrifice does not have to be absolute. And there are those leaders out there who, who will just, who perhaps just expect you to give and give and give and give and give and tell you that, you know, service is sacrifice. That, that is not it. There's an opportunity cost. There is an expense. There is an inherent limit to some of these things. And it is, it is a delicate balance. And only you can determine whether this balance is right for you. 
And again, this is not unique to the United States military. It's probably the most profound example that, that we can use as far as sacrifice of putting your, your, your life on the line. And perhaps the, the military isn't, isn't that right. If we're going to talk first responders, if we're going to talk policemen, we're going to talk, talk firemen, uh, you know, paramedics, anyone who would rush into harm's way to protect the person to their left and right, that, that's who I'm talking to. That's who I'm talking about. But sacrifice isn't about that. It's about that single mom. I, I just read an article. This single mom at 24 years old just graduated Harvard Law School with her two-year-old daughter in her arms. That was sacrifice. She had to sacrifice, I guarantee, a lot of time with her baby girl in order to, to hope to get a better life and make a better life for her. So the sacrifice isn't just sacrifice for the sake of sacrifice. The sacrifice is a way to give up something now for a net gain later and whatever that is, whether you're going to sacrifice time, money, knowledge, commitments, all those things. Just make sure you understand what your sacrifice is. And your sacrifice, again, may be a product of your individual choices to either do or not do something, but just understand it. And understand that just because you're okay with the sacrifice now does not mean I'm going to expect you to be okay with that sacrifice later or your family is going to be okay with it or your organization is going to be okay with it or vice versa. Perhaps they're okay with you not sacrificing now, but maybe they're going to ask you to sacrifice later. And again, so much of the conversation, so much of these podcasts, so much of the topic that, I, that I'm getting at, especially with the Cape lead concept, again, caring, alignment, perspective, and expectations is centered around getting the conversation right. Make sure you are having the conversations about your sacrifice, what it means to sacrifice, how it affects your family because of the sacrifice, and when does the sacrifice get to be too much? In about six months, I'm going to wear my United States military uniform for the last time in an official capacity. By next summer, by next 4th of July, I will be out of the military. And for the first time, I will be a civilian and I will be a proud veteran. And while there are some some bad things that have happened in, in my life, there are some things I wish I had not seen, I, I wish I had not experienced, I will never be remorseful for the sacrifices I've made on behalf of our country because I've seen globally the impact that we can have as United States citizens who care about something bigger than ourselves and who care about making the world a better place. And I helped shape an environment that is going to be better for my sons. And I hope that years from now they will never understand all the things that I had to do and all the sacrifices I've had to make. I just hope they see it as their daily stuff. I can only hope that they can completely be oblivious to so many of these things. I just want it to be their norm because of these sacrifices. But I know you out there in your own way on a daily, if not weekly basis, are making your own sacrifices. But just ask yourself, are you aware that by and large, a lot of these sacrifices that you have made are a consequence of your own choices? Have you sat back and perhaps reevaluated the choices you have made as you've grown through life? Perhaps this isn't going to work for you and your, your new spouse. Perhaps you, know, you had uh, one kid, two kids then, and maybe you've got four or five kids now, and it's just not worth it. Have you reevaluated I think we need to teach people how to understand, reevaluate, and adjust their sacrifices on a continual basis, perhaps yearly, 
you know, I guess if, if not even, you know, quicker than that, but just to make sure the juice is still worth the squeeze or maybe you just need to sit back and realize that you're squeezing harder now than you used to, to get the same juice. I don't think we ever talk about that concept too much. The same juice may be out there, but you're squeezing harder and harder and harder for that juice. That may become too much for you. But just take an introspective look. Have a conversation with your significant other. Have a conversation with your kids and see where your sacrifice places you on a scale of happy to sad, on grateful to miserable. And see what you and the ones you love can agree upon and go forward from there. I appreciate your time this morning. As always, I, I cannot tell you how much I love seeing the people who, uh, who, who text me. I've got a couple of emails this week, a few text messages. I kind of had an epiphany over the past few days, and it's going to take a month or two, but I think some of these podcasts are going to go take a video form. So it's going to be like this video podcast that I want to have with some of the amazing leaders that have affected my life that I think are going to have a great story to tell. And hopefully I can travel the country to see some of my friends and colleagues and do interviews with them uh, in a certain environment. I'll just go ahead and say that to have targeted, open, blunt conversations about leadership and some of these Cape concepts. So please stay tuned. Have a great weekend. Thank and hug a veteran out there. And as always, educate, anticipate, and dominate. We'll talk to you later.